Craft Beer Radio Maverick, episode 504, on March 17th, 2023. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio. We're not the internet's longest running beer podcast anymore, I don't <laughs> no, think. No, we're not. No. I'm Greg Wise. Jeff Bearer. Shannon Bear, And uh, before we get to talking about what's been going on, let's open up a beer. Sounds good. Let's start with the one you brought. Okay. So this is uh, from Hot Farm, which is a local brewery uh, that we have around here. It's their New Zealand IPA. Uh, I haven't looked up any information on it, so I don't know. Maybe I'll look it up. Maybe not. Maybe not. We'll see. Uh, it is a non-hazy. Uh, it is a, sort of a West Coast looking IPA. It's got um, nice uh, orange tangerine-ish like color. Mm, very fruity on the nose. Yeah. Smells like, uh, oh, look at the back. We have hops here. I was going to say Nelson Sabine, but uh, it is not. It is Taiheki, Rewaka, and Galaxy. So... And that's, that's Cooper. Hi, Cooper. Yeah. So for me, my glass wasn't rinsed, so I'm getting a dusty <laughs> smell on mm, it. <laughs> the best. The glass has been sitting around for the last four years. <laughs> the flavor, though, it has a nice kind of sweet tropical. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's nice. I taste grapefruit. I agree. There's definitely grapefruit in there. It has it has that sort of galaxy brightness. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have a lot of uh, sort of dank mm-hmm. flavors. Um, it does have a drying towards it, towards the middle to the end that makes mm-hmm. it seem across more grapefruit to me as well. Grapefruit, and I think I'm getting a little grape itself, like fresh grape, mm-hmm. like a white wine grape or something like that. Yeah, I get a little bit of that. Yeah, I agree. All right, so we're back. Our last show was in the summer of 2019. 19? 2019. Why don't I, why don't I start? Yeah. Uh, so, um, obviously, there was this big pandemic thing that happened. Uh, but for me, it's been, I mean, mostly it's been pretty good. I got a couple of promotions at my job. I now work from home full time. Uh, I got two new pets. I have a leopard gecko. And... Uh, a lovely little spotted python. And, uh, I mean, things have been pretty, pretty good on my end. No complaints. Jeff? Oh, boy. Um, I got divorced and remarried. Um, and, man, there's a story there <laughs> which uh, isn't going on the internet publicly. Um, sure. But there may be a story to be heard for uh, super listeners. Who knows? But probably not. Probably <laughs> Super, super duper listeners. <laughs> Buy me a beer someday. But uh, yeah, so I am here. We, uh, Greg and I have been talking about this. And, you know, we could have started a bit ago. But, uh, you know, the beer world has changed. And, you know. Well, first let's introduce uh, your lovely oh, wife. Oh, for sure. I am sorry. Thank you, Greg. <laughs> this is Shannon. <laughs> Shannon? Hi. 
And uh, tell us about your history in craft beer. I don't have a history in craft beer prior to Jeff. Mm -hmm. I have a history in beer and determined that I did not like it, but that was because sort of like a history of beer that I drank was Bud Light. Yep. Whatever you could get at the local gas station in Florida. At two o'clock in the morning. But you did I mean, I don't mean any insult but, to you at all, but it, that's a common story. Yes. But I am a big, and was at the time that I met Jeff, a huge wine connoisseur. And she had quite the wine palate, mm-hmm. so it was able to transition to, to the beer palate pretty easily. Yeah. Very easily. And then uh, since then, we also have fallen into bourbon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh no! Falling down the bourbon hole. <laughs> so that's that, and the show. Um, there was, there was a last episode that never aired. That's true. There was another. There was a five hundred four, right? That, yeah. And I, I, we kind of said we were going on hiatus. Couldn't say why, but I just couldn't get. I just couldn't get to editing it and posting it yeah. and everything. So. And so there, there was you were going through a lot. Yeah. And that was really why it offside. But I, I there there was some speculation I saw amongst some some people that because at around that time we lost the Amazon d- thing mm-hmm. and there was some speculation that that's why we stopped. It had nothing to do with us. <laughs> we, I we don't care. We lost the Amazon like a year before that. But. Hey, that background stuff. Oh, no, never mind. Never mind. I'm hearing things. Yeah, we're in a whole new room. We don't have our studio with our egg cartons on the walls or anything. So, got laminate flooring, hard walls, so pretty reverby here. Um, it's our kitchen. <laughs> for now. For now, it's the kitchen. You know, <laughs> eventually, it'll be a full-blown studio. Oh, and, sure. Yeah. Who needs a kitchen anyway? <laughs> Food. It's What's that overrated. about? Overrated. But, uh, like, you were, you were about to say before I rudely interrupted you to, to bring your wife into the conversation. <laughs> you were about to say that, you know, where we are with beer, right? Mm-hmm. Which has evolved over since since uh, 2019, I think it's fair to say. Uh, I definitely don't drink as much beer as I used to. Uh, and I think there's a feeling, at least in, in my mind, we have less to say about it than we used to. Yeah, I mean... When we started, we could really help advance the knowledge mm-hmm. of craft beer. And, you know, we went through, we started, for, every, for people who may not remember the details, we started in June of 2005. And I had my first child in March of 2008. So those first three years, two and a half years, was like a heavy dedication. Like we would research the show, have beer news segment, yep. we would have commentary and, and all kinds of stuff along with the, the evaluation part of it. And then when Allie was born, the show went on a brief hiatus and then Greg and I had to figure out that if we were going to do a show, we had to be able to do a reasonable live-to-tape show. There was no more meticulously editing out the ums, ahs, false starts, things like that. So that was our show. And then I had a second kid in 2010. So... It's not this. It's not like double the time sink. You know, the second kid doesn't always. You know, doesn't like double your your uh, the time taken away from a hobby or whatnot. But we got to the point where uh, we were like the old dudes of craft beer <laughs> podcasting, and 
it also got to the point where like we're just gonna it's it's about Greg and I hanging out, not yeah. really about what we have to say or anything. So for the longest time it was that, right? You know, didn't care how many listeners we had, didn't look at the metrics, didn't care. We that was still around the time when we were getting like people off like that was a very around 2018 podcasts were getting really big mm-hmm. they, were, they were actually really big i guess around that time and they were, but it was still seen as a burgeoning market so there were at least two places that called us up and wanted us on their network i remember one very one guy who really wanted us but we ultimately just said no thanks we don't want to go down that road but i don't know what would have come out of that if anything yeah. uh, but you know there would have been contracts and stuff to sign is my guess i don't know yeah but we definitely but that was probably like every podcast was getting somebody calling them everybody who had you know five listeners was getting somebody calling yeah, them it's so. probably like just sign everyone you can mm-hmm. and then find the ones that are good and then you know curate those yeah. and just let the rest wither you know so be my guess um, so yeah, we, I had to stop for, uh, the, the divorce reasons and stuff and then yeah. a pandemic happened. Yes. Yep. And then I was around the time the pandemic happened, I was about ready to call up Greg and be like, Hey, I think we can start the show up again. Mm-hmm. And then we were both pretty careful during the pandemic and, and then the pandemic, you know, started winding down. People were vaccinated and then we're like. Like, well, we don't have the studio set up, so it's a lot of work to set up every mm-hmm. single time. And, like, what do we have to say and this, that. So um, what does this mean for us going forward? We don't know. This is uh, an experiment and kind of just a, a throwback, uh, sort of a fun thing to do. We wanted to bring Shannon to and have uh, have that third voice in, in here. And it's St. Patrick's Day. And it's St. Patrick's Day. So drink up, everybody. I mean, for not for you who listening is not, unless you wait a year. But there's there was just something about okay. I think I was the one who 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 sent you a message like a couple like maybe a month ago. And I said I really want to talk about. I really want to do the show again, mm-hmm. uh, just to be like, if nothing else, to inform any listeners yeah. who might be wondering, and just to have that, this moment of. Yeah, this is this yeah. is fun. So I think the the format of this show and any additional shows is going to be much less beer focused. We're not going to be hyper dialed into the beer. It's going to be some more friends chatting. Yeah, it's going to be like much that. more like pre and post shows for for anybody who happened to listen to those. And we could also add wine and bourbon. Oh yeah, we did wine a couple times. Once as a joke, and once a, for real. I think. <laughs> Once is an April Fool's thing. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, then we legit did a wine show. I think we also may have done a whiskey show. We, did, I don't know. we, we, we did. definitely did that show with Lou mm-hmm. at, at, after the Barrel Age Beer Fest. That was that was a wild night. Um, uh, yeah, so, um, okay, you guys still have to, you guys want to talk about the beer anymore? I mean, I. My guess is because they called a New Zealand style, New Zealand, New, blah 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 blue blue, a New Zealand. St- <laughs> Just hmm. let's see if I can do this right. A New Zealand style cold IPA. Okay. So 
like Coors Light, the coldest beer. Well, no, mm. cold IPAs are a thing, and they are. I didn't know. Yeah, they. This is how much I know. I forget because I don't like them that much. Um, but I think that they're fermented with. Um, uh, like a lager yeast. I, there's something I don't know. Like I don't know if it's if it's a lager yeast. And I, you know, I hate to be wrong. Yeah. We're Look it know, up, guys. We're supposed to know beer things. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I, several breweries around here make cold IPAs. I've not loved them, so I'm not really worried about them. I'm not a big fan. I, I think it's... I mean, I like it because... Here's, here's a funny thing. So, when, when we were, like, in the midst, right, right around 2019, hazies are really big and... I was still like huge into hazies. Mm-hmm. Now everything's a freaking hazy, and um, it's not that I'm, it's not that I dislike them, but I'm getting a little sick of it. And I, I'm, the the stuff that I really gravitate towards is like Hot Farm, which is the brewery that, that made this one. They have a seasonal that's a, a English mild. I love it. There's a brewery just down the street from Hot Farm called Low Love. Mm-hmm. They've only been open for a couple months now. Um, they were soft open for a while. I think they only had their official opening like two or three weeks ago. But they, I've been telling everyone that I talked to about them. I'm surprised I haven't told you about them. They make beer flavored beer. <laughs> they have a bog. Who doesn't? <laughs> Easy IPAs. Right, okay, I got you. Okay, I see what you're saying. They make a Kolsch, a Grisette, mm-hmm. a Bach, a Cream Ale, and they're all two style, but they all bring something enjoyable. Oh, that's and, good. It's, yeah, we gotta go, you know, and that'll be our next stop is having you check out Lola because uh, thoroughly impressive for a brand new brewery doing clean beer flavored beers. I like to hear that. It quickly made it to the top three on my list of favorite breweries. Wow. Local breweries, yes. What would your top three be? Oh, well, one is Hitchhiker. Mm-hmm. And then, oof, that's tough. There's so many. And I like so many for so many different reasons. Like this place. Don't bang the microphone. I'm new. I'm a newbie. Give me, cut me some slack. That's Cellarworks. Cellarworks. Cellarworks, all right. Yes. Um, I really like them. Strange Roots is fantastic. Strange Roots, right. Yes. Um, and then, I mean, Low Love, I think, quickly made it to number two, honestly. Wow. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. If I can't go to Hitchhiker, I want to go to Low Love. The um, nice thing, uh, so, you know, I told you the thing I like about Low Love, right? The, the the thing is that like their lineup doesn't change very often. Mm-hmm. So like since we first went until now, there's only like one or two beers that have like came and gone. So like going back there, you're not going to get a ton of variety, but you have. But so far, I've gotten consistency. And then, like I said, if you want to taste a Kolsch with something notable in it as well, um, which makes it a little brighter, a little. Little probably a little fruitier than a Kolsch, but it still to me lands solidly in the style. And it's like, oh, and I get to explore this neat little thing over here, you know, that kind of thing. So, 
I've been a big fan of Hop Farm. I never went there, but I like the stuff that I that that um, I get in their cans. Not everything, but a lot of their stuff is really good. And like I said, when when they brew that mild, it's, mm-hmm. I think it's fantastic. Yep. Uh, brew Gentleman still is up way up there on my list. Oh yeah. Yeah, we had a General Braddock yesterday. Yeah. Okay, so they're canning now, so it's nice. It's you know they'll go all the way down to Braddock. Yep. The the next beer that we're drinking is from Hitchhiker. Um, this is Mosaic and Simcoe, but it's called One to One. So this is hazy. And again, I'm not sick of hazies, but I am kind of sick of hazies. You know, I don't I don't dislike them. I I am totally sick of mediocre. Yes. Ones. Yeah. I have only can really like the ones that are like world class. Yeah. When everything's a hazy, it starts to be. I guess a little hazy when you're trying to find something. <laughs> uh, you know, hold, held up against the light, this really has a uh, like a straw color to it. Um, it's like maybe a grapefruit juice concentrate. This not the pink kind, but the the um, that's the the lightness of it. So I expect it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be dank. Oh no. <laughs> Getty, you know it's interesting. What do you taste it? What do you? Smell I'm not about? tasting oh, it. Well, the mosaic. Oh. Is I can pick those out of any. I'm picking up what smells like Cascade aroma from like like leaves of Cascade mm-hmm. vine. Yeah, I'm getting a bit of something that is field like straw. Oats. Uh, well, most of their beers mm. do have oats in them. Oh wow, oats. that's way different than, than what I was expecting. Cooper wants to be on the show bad. <laughs> I know, but we can't let him out of his crate. He'll just mm. he'll just hear his mm-hmm. tic tac toes on the floor. Yeah, he, so I might have to put a blanket over his crate. That has that has almost like the best way. The, the thing that immediately pops in my head is Jolly Rancher. Just there's an immediate like kick of sour, and there's then a, the green jolly there, Yeah, there's a little touch of okay. like the sour apple or yeah. something. Yeah, I can. Not uh, so much that it's, it doesn't stick around, but no. it's it's there like yeah. the, when it first hits your tongue. It's just a small little hit. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And then it settles into yeah, sort of a, a, a grainy and I would say kind of orange. A little bit of an orange, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a pithy orange. Yeah, maybe tangerine, like, aftertaste. Greg hasn't lost it. No. I mean, we have practice. Just Yeah, and I, I like to cook. I like to, you know. Yeah, I haven't put, I mean, occasionally, I'm talking to Shannon, getting her onboarded into the world of mm-hmm. delicious beers. Uh, used vocabulary, but not nearly as practiced as I was when we were doing it weekly or near weekly. Um, and then, yeah, like I, there's no way I could pass like a home brewing beer judge test or anything right <laughs> now. Like, forgot all that stuff. Like, huge swaths of that stuff. Um, something that uh, we mentioned bourbon. Uh, I think I want to talk a little bit about our trip this past summer. Please do. Or spring, where. Um, summer. It was, was summer? August. It was August, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were in Florida. With Shannon's family, and when we drive to and from Florida, how long is the drive normally? Oh, 
from about 16 to 20 hours, depending yeah. on how many times yeah. we stop. Yeah, so it's like a thousand mile drive, <laughs> mm -hmm. and it's it's a haul. And we like to kind of do it straight through, because we're crazy. And But like we've met, we've, we've mapped like every brewery along the route, and we've stopped at almost all of the ones that are like <laughs> close along the route so far. Mm -hmm. But we've been there like five times or six times. Oh, more than that, actually, I'm yeah. pretty sure. It's me. Maybe that. Yeah. Okay. And then this uh, last time that we came home, we decided to go through Western Kentucky and spend a week doing bourbon tours and stuff like that. So that was so much fun and so cool. And it just helps you like get your head around the, the varieties of bourbon a lot easier than, um, you know, than just trying to like order drinks at the bar or something like that. Uh, though, you okay? Oh, just trying to say no. I try to burp off mic so it doesn't okay. come in. I yeah. was going to ask on air, actually. Like, what do you do when you have That's to burp? That's what we had. Because... We had these cough buttons for a while um, that were... Well, we just decided... We only have two of them. We decided to hook them up tonight yeah. to save some time. So, yeah, our burps are going to have to be off. Yeah, they, they cut the mic off so you can do that. Um, but, you know, that's just... You can lean me, out. Just give me a down finger and I'll pull your slider down. I guess I could do that. Um, so, uh, yeah, the first tour by luck, we didn't really plan it this way, was not a distillery, but it was the Kentucky Cooperage from International Stave Company. So we got to see, like, how the barrels were made. Uh, Would I imagine? Yes. Yes. White, yes. <laughs> White oak from, you know, North America. And, uh, but it... it it's just such a great way to kick off your tour of brewing country because of um, just you get to see how like the bar like it's, it's educational. It is and you, cylindrical too. Like I'm guessing. Yeah, he's skeptical that it's fascinating. Isn't no, he? no, no, I'm, I'm joking. I'm, very. I'm, I'm being. So okay, so for example, they have this. You gotta yes and me, man. You okay. gotta. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll we'll get into the improv later, bro. Um, <laughs> So, like, for example, they have this custom-made jointer, right? Because, like, when you have a barrel stave, like, nothing is perpendicular or right-angled. They're thicker in the middle than they are on the edges. Mm -hmm. The joints are, the edges are jointed trapezoidally, you know, so it can make that okay. circle and stuff like that. So it's uh, really um, interesting watching the, the machine. We got, the, you know, joint the boards, and then we got the saw, see a person raise a barrel, like, with, like, put all the staves in. And these, everyone here gets paid, like, by the piece. So, like, the better you are at your job, the more money you make. Like, so these people are, like, crazy pros, you know. I want to put a, put a pin in something, yeah. which is that you guys are uh, doing a lot of work now at Proto Haven. I want to get to that at some yeah. point. So let's put a pin in that. But, oh, okay. yeah, get back okay. to it. For sure. Um, yeah, so then we got to watch where they steam the barrels so they can put the bends in the staves and things like that. And then we go to the next building, and they don't tell us what's going on. We walk in, there's just fire in front of us. It was where they char the barrels. Sure. And they had yeah. to pause the line and lift up this ramp that the barrels were down so we could get on the other side of it. <laughs> and then got to watch them like go through a couple of rounds of charring the barrels. It smelled like marshmallows in there. Oh, it was, it was amazing. So it was the good. best smell. It was just, yeah, I walked in. I was like, what? This is fantastic. It yep. was so fun. To learn about how different distilleries 
have different um, recipes or, or they, the they, they decide what the time, right, yeah. how much time the barrels need to be charred. So what? one distillery would say 45 seconds in the fire and another one's only 12 seconds. And it's, it's really neat yeah. to hear. And then how long the wood's seasoned outside, yeah. whether it's undercover or not. You know, like you have all these different variables you to add all dead character yeah mm -hmm. yeah the the sort of terroir as mm -hmm. it were yeah so it really made you you know you you were educated i was anyways and it made me really appreciate the rest of the week because mm -hmm. i watched what it takes you know to just make a single barrel and uh, i really appreciated everything yeah. else so much more i like that it's sort of like the feeling of sort of opening up a sponge in your brain and now it just wants to soak up as much information as possible. Yeah. And then we toured, I, I'm like, like probably seven distilleries that week. Uh, we tried to, I thought I needed to space these out because you're touring distilleries, you're tasting at distilleries. Mm -hmm. uh, so how do you get from one distillery to another if you're doing a tasting? That was my question. Turns out there's a state law that a tasting can only be one and a half ounces of whiskey. I see. So you might be tasting seven whiskeys, but it's just not a lot of alcohol. But it, it totals alcohol. one and a half ounces. Yeah. You know, so just tiny little taste and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, and and also all the distillery tours, like they start at nine a.m. and they end, they kind of wrap up at two thirty or three. So like you don't have all day either, right? Is they, it still the case that some of the stuff they make in Kentucky they can't sell in Kentucky? I think that was. Oh, so you talk about there. There's certain counties where there's distilleries that are dry counties. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure if there's still any of those. I didn't come up at all on our trip. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. So those might all be not dry counties now. Okay. Everyone got woke. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that was interesting is that distilleries don't sell their product for any more or less than what you could get it in the stores there locally. Right? Yeah, like you can't go to the distillery and, and get a shop and version. save money. Yeah, you, They sell it at retail, and then they sell it wholesale to the retailers who sell at retail. So they don't steal business away from the retailers. You can get stuff that the retailers might kind of get. Kind of makes sense, kind of not, yeah. Right, yeah. I see, I see. Yeah. So yeah, you can go, like, when we went to Castle and Key, we got their bourbon and... Um, Gin. But the bourbon was the hot ticket. Everyone was in line for the bourbon. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But the gin, they only had 100 bottles of that. Mm -hmm. The bourbon was behind the counter and only one per person, so... So, you know, there's that kind of thing. Or, like, we got there almost an hour before the, the, the uh, gift shop opened... And just because of circumstance, we had nothing else to do, so we got there, and there was already like seven people in line, you know, to buy the bourbon. So there's a bunch of bun you could tell they knew each other. They make the rounds. They they buy the rare whiskeys and then they flip them. What was your favorite bourbon from the trip? Oh goodness, I I'm just bringing it up. So favorite, <laughs> okay, you can <laughs> um, favorite the most scenic distillery was Maker's Mark. Mm -hmm. um, beautiful distillery. Uh, Castle and Key was also very scenic, but uh, they're relatively new. They rebuilt like a derelict distillery. Um, so they have 
they've done a lot. I think in another 10 years, it'll be downright amazing. It'll, I don't know if it'll be able to give Maker's Mark a run for its money, though. Um, but if you Google search Castle and Key, you will find my pictures, and they're probably near the top because <laughs> Google notifies me oh. that I have an exceedingly amount of views on well, the there, Castle there and Key photos. There you go. We have, a, <laughs> we have a, an Instagram star. <laughs> She's a Google guide a or Google whatever. Guide, Google, yes, Google guide. Google guide. Mm. Yeah. Man, if it was four years ago, they would be, they would be flying out to like, <laughs> destinations. Man, missed opportunity. Favorite whiskey. Um, Favorite whiskey, and do you have it so we can taste it? Like trying to think of the favorite. I mean, Eagle Rare was one of them, but it, but it also so Eagle Rare is from Buffalo Trace, and it's one that's not like distillery only. And some people are listening. Oh, he's one of those people, like a Buffalo Trace fanboy. You know, like, like <laughs> really. Like, so, like, I, I heard, I heard everyone listening when I, as soon as I said Eagle Rare, they like I lost credibility. Uh, but really, it's just a really good whiskey. Um, but other ones. Um, the Castle and Key bourbon's pretty good. Um, oh, um, well, you know what? This, this, this Eagle Rare you said that yeah. was the one that that's Eagle. like. Oh, it's 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 almost like it's popular. It's popular. It's yeah, let's let's have some yeah. of that. All right, let let let's try some of it because I want to see what it is that people are dissing. Because I'm betting it's pretty good. Oh, yeah. It is. So, all you out there who are like, all four of you, who are like, oh, no. Oh, God, Jeff has lost credibility. Let's let's see. While he's getting that ready, mm-hmm. do you want to tell me what your thoughts are on that Hitchhiker IPA? I really enjoyed that. I kind of... I kind of slammed that down. That was yeah. it was really delicious, and uh, those that interesting sort of like sharp sourness never never went away. So it always was it always was manifesting there. So it always felt unique and and new every time, which is great. I mean, a beer that doesn't get boring is a good beer. That is. You know what? I just thought of. My hands down favorite one that we brought home, and that's the Four Roses um, Barrel Select. Yes, I was waiting for you to say that. Yeah, I was. I didn't index it, but no, easily that's the answer. So we can try that. One Is too. that your favorite? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So what do you think of this one? So the the so color for those who are wondering, it's it's a light toffee, I suppose. Um, not in. Not used to describing this sort of uh, thing, but you know, it's it's got a it's got a gold tinge to it. Now, when you take your when you nose it, mm-hmm. try keeping your mouth open. Yeah, it won't burn as much. You can try it both ways and figure out what you like. Right, but it definitely takes the the burning out of your nasal. Okay, so I mean, I smell like toffee on it. Smoke. And so in the aroma, I'm getting a little bit of spiciness. Like, I would, I don't remember the bill, the grain mm-hmm. bill in this one. I expect there's a moderate proportion of rye in it. 
but it's not a rye whiskey. It's, it's a bourbon still, but I think it has, you know, more than none. Yeah. Right. Sure. All right. So here's a sip. It's really soft up front, mm. has a little spicy towards the end, and then the caramel toffee really pulls through at the end. A lot, it's actually, I can't talk. <laughs> it's actually a lot spicier in the, the middle and in the finish mm -hmm. than I remembered from last time. Mm -hmm. But um, there's definitely like that kick. Yeah, it has a burn at the end. Mm -hmm. um, it's not like just completely smooth. Um, mm -hmm. but I just made the mistake of, of doing a big whiff without oh. <laughs> and so don't do that you can also dilute it a little bit with some water oh it's it, it's good especially that up front taste is, is nice and very very grainy like grain like but um it comes down into a, I would, like a, a dirty caramel um, with a lot of pepper. So, I'm on my third or fourth sip now. Small, some very small sips. <laughs> but, uh, I'm almost only tasting the caramel. Yeah, the spiciness kind of, you get climatized to it, mm -hmm. and then the sweetness kind mm -hmm. of pulls through yeah. more, the more you have. It mentions oaky, but I don't notice oak, really. Um, I mean... There's a little bit of the um, kind of, that caramel, and like, think of a woody sweetness, like, that's kind of where the oak's playing in this one. I get that, and like, yeah. I mean, like, if I'm looking for it, I can pull it out. Yeah. But usually when something is oaky, like I can really f taste that oakiness. And here I, I feel like that's not the, the character that I would that yeah. I would pull out if I was describing it. So we got what Shannon worked her magic to get us these bottles of Eagle Rare. Oh really? So oh. we were on the tour. Shake that moneymaker. <laughs> we were on that on the tour, one of the tours. We we couldn't it's crazy. Buffalo Trace, their tours are free. Everyone else you had to pay to go on their tasting tours. Buffalo Traces are free. They only open up the tours one day a month for the, like the following month or whatever. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, I was really busy at work. I didn't get on till like 1130 or so. And only their most popular tour had seats left. You know, so we got the things for that. And it's still a good tour. Yeah. And the tasting was still good. Uh, and they're like, yeah, we have Eagle Rare. Well, we had Blanton's and Eagle Rare down in the tasting room, you know, in the, in the gift shop. And Blanton's was gone. We went down there. Eagle Rare was gone. And then Shannon worked her magic to convince a person that, that we were on the tour that was supposed to get the Eagle Rare. And I don't think we were on the tour that was supposed to get the Eagle Rare. <laughs> so they had it there. Though. So they took us back upstairs <laughs> and we got two bottles of Eagle Rare, one on free choice. Them. Feel sorry for me a little bit, maybe. I don't know. It worked. Yeah. We got it. I mean, sorry, whiskey snobs. That was pretty good. So if you're like, oh, Jeff was one of those guys, yeah. I, I'm not, you know, on, on that level in terms of, of appreciating whiskey, but it seemed pretty good to me. 
the the funny story about the day we went to Buffalo Trace. It's not a funny story. The sad story about the day we went to Buffalo Trace is uh-huh. we had a hotel room in Frankfurt. That is a sad Traces. story. No, Moving wait. on. No, <laughs> no you, you want to hear this. Shannon wants me to tell this. And got the, we got those days in in Frankfurt. And we drive up, and this place is I derelict. You what it said. It's derelict. And she's like, I'm not staying here. And I'm like, oh, let's well, just, just see. So I check in. I, I go, we go to the room. And the door won't latch. Meanwhile, I didn't even get anything out of the car because I knew mm-hmm. I wasn't staying there. And we pulled back the sheets, oh and guess what we found? Bed bug poop all over the sheets. Mm-hmm. And poop stains and pee stains. and Oh, yes. Oh. Urine stains all over the uh, mattress cover. cover. Yeah, so we called... And the, the door wouldn't even latch. Yeah, so we called the hotel that we were at previously, which is in Bardstown, about 45 minutes away. Mm-hmm. Um and they, we were able to get our, actually the same room back there. I don't think they had cleaned it yet, so they just kept the room for us. And, uh, and But the downside was that morning, the plan was for me to get up early and go to the gift shop when the gift shop opened and try to get a bottle of Blanton's, which is like the, the, the sought-after one besides Pappy, right? Mm-hmm. It's Pappy, then Blanton's. And, uh, you know. And I'm then, sure all the whiskey snobs are being like, oh, they likes Pappy. I bet he likes Blanton's, too. Never had Pappy. Um, but you know, like, if I have the opportunity to grab a bottle of Blanton's, I'm going to grab a bottle of Blanton's, <laughs> haters or not. And uh, so the idea was for, you know, when Shannon was getting ready or just hanging out, you know, for me to zoop over to the brewery or the distillery, get go to the gift shop, try to get a bottle of something rare, special, you know, and then come back, and then we could go do our tour later. But being 50 minutes away in Bardstown... You know, it didn't work out. And then they're like, yeah, we had Blanton's this morning. It's like, mm. damn bed bugs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but we still got this. Yeah, I mean, beautiful that's still bottle. great. Uh, and the word zoop is also really cool <laughs> to, to go somewhere. Uh, like I remember when my nephew taught me what yeet meant. And... I thought, oh, that that's a cool word. I think Zoop is also a cool yeah, word. Yeah, so I manage a bunch of millennials and Zoomers, right? Mm-hmm. And one of them, Annie, is like fluent in in all of that. In right? millennial. In millennial. So I I have appropriated. I am the Gen Xer who has appropriated um, much of the millennial speak. You got tear me apart, Lisa. <laughs> and now we get to that. This. Is not exactly a. That's not a, a, a Zoomer reference, but I don't no. have much on here that is Zoomer reference. So, uh, so I, I don't want to talk. For, I mean, I could spend another hour talking about bourbon. I won't. Um, but we might in we, the future. We might come back. Well, let's. So we have. Let's go into a very different direction. Yes. So this is from Cellarworks. Yeah, so Cellarworks is up in Sarver, Pennsylvania. Like. Uh, up 28 on the way to Catanning. Give, give a better description uh, for those who might not live in Pennsylvania. Uh, sure. Northeast Ooh, of Pittsburgh, red. up the Allegheny River. Um, and this is, but they opened a tap room right here in Verona. I smell it already. Just not even like, it's not even close to me and I smell it. Mm-hmm. Oh, here you gotta get some of the goop at the bottom. Get me that goop. goop. Give me all that goop. Get some goop. So this is a milkshake smoothie sour thing, so it has the goop. 
puffed. It's called blueberry banana marshmallow version of puffed. Just smelling it makes me laugh. Just, <laughs> um. So, all right, we have a very, very deep red color, like not quite like blood-like, but more like a deep uh, raspberry color, I guess. Yeah, there's a purple tint to it, I mm -hmm. think. And it, it smells like Lucky Charms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cotton candy. It, it, it's, cotton candy. It's yeah. this like it's the pure like sugar. But but once those marshmallows get all melted into the milk, like mm -hmm. that, I'm smelling that. Oh uh, yeah. those, those Lucky Charms marshmallows. And underneath, there's like a raspberry sort of tang. Mm -hmm. Just do you, under. Do you um, smell the banana? No, but I can guess it as there. Like I can, I can. When you say it, I can smell it. But it wasn't like popping my mind. But that it's got a lot of vanilla in it, right? Trying, trying to think of that brewery that we went to down in Durham that had those oh. that had those pancake the banana stacks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, what was that brewery called? One of the things that um, I've gotten these guys into is karaoke. Uh, <laughs> I think last time I was here, I forced them to bring out the mics just because I was like, I need, I need karaoke, please. <laughs> uh, and uh, because if you have YouTube Premium, you can get all you can, and you have what what, what we have here, which is uh, a couple mics mm -hmm. hooked up to to a system. You can do all just you know you, what you would pay for at a karaoke bar. All yourself. Yeah, because you, you used to do, or you do do, when you have the opportunity, the private karaoke, mm -hmm. where you just rent a room and your friends and make fools in right. private. But that costs a lot of money. Yeah. Whereas if, if I can convince you guys to do it, <laughs> it's a lot cheaper. And we yeah. tend to have a lot of fun doing yeah, it. It is a ton of fun. It is. I know I was grumpy last time. I apologize. That's, that's fine. It happens. It happens Greg to and the best I were partying on. Yeah. I haven't even tasted this yet. I'm still just sort of appreciating and, and like... The aroma. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So last one of our other trips back from Florida, Shannon and I stopped in Durham, North Carolina. And it was one of those ones where the stars were aligned because we got to catch the band Old Crow Medicine show there. It happens and, to be the shirt that you're wearing tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we stopped at several breweries. And we stopped at this place in Research Triangle Park called Barrel Culture. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. That's where that banana stacks was from, but then mm. they had other, you know, sours and stuff. One of the, you know, the best breweries I've been to of the year. One of the things that made that special was the maple syrup. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that sort of that sweetness with that. I don't know the woodiness. I I don't even know how you would totally describe it. But that really cut through. Whereas my first taste, I was missing that of this. I feel like this. It's a little. That was just one taste. It, mm -hmm. I might get acclimated. My first taste was like, hmm, a little too sweet, not enough punch on some other stuff. It felt like a little, just like, yeah, like, uh, like kids sugar, you know, yeah. like frosted flakes, like, you know, but, but also pour some sugar on it. Mm -hmm. I remember, I, I, that was a Calvin and Hobbes, uh, uh, comic that I remember <laughs> loving one time where, uh, Hobbs was reading the ingredients and it was it was like super frosted sugar pops and then Calvin was saying they're really bland until you unless you pour sugar on top of them. 
I'm gonna give another taste. That was like my first taste, but like yeah. I, I felt like it didn't have that extra character that maple syrup would bring to it. But let's give it another shot here. I think the marshmallow whip really gives it a nice body. The blueberry comes through well. Oh yeah. The banana kind of gives it a thickness in the body. I think it definitely has body. I'm not. I'm, it has that shaky quality. This is not my favorite style. Um. I don't know what that sound is. That's, <laughs> that's a record scratch. That's like, that's... that is not, no one's doing anything. That's just the the, yeah. the audio equipment we have just decided to do that sound. It's <laughs> been on hiatus. This stuff is rusty. Now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's still going. Is that, was that one of our mics? It's Shannon's mic. Wow. Is it? Ooh. You're going to blow up. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wiggle it. No. Hmm. It's so weird. Oh, it's that. What is going on? I think there's a small leak. <laughs> <laughs> it's better. Call SpaceX. Don't move. Okay. Nobody. So, wow, that's really weird. Everyone's gonna have to deal with the noises. Yeah, this is, we're kind of. This is kind of a, a janky setup. So I'm sorry, but we're gonna right. have to figure out something better, aren't we? Build an addition. <laughs> That's our new our new co-host is uh, a weird <laughs> sound, the, the leaky balloon. <laughs> oh, it stopped. Oh, oh. oh magic, it. magic fingers. Oh no, no, oh. no. Oh well. Hmm. I think it's just welcome my to Doctor Demento. Energy. Yeah, I yeah. keep my hand here. It, it's, it's the positive energy. It's a thermon. It, that was exactly what I was thinking. It's like Doctor Who. <laughs> Look at that. Mm -hmm. Move your hand. Mm -hmm. So as I drink more of this, I mean, it's not it's not bad at all. But I'm not like overly enthused by it. Okay. I kind of just again, it's not bad. I'm. I'm Enjoying it to an extent, but well, you know, right, if, don't if you don't to. like it, <laughs> I'm no, no, no. <laughs> let me drink it. Let me <laughs> let me observe it. I, hmm. It reminds me of the fair. It reminds me of the county fair. Okay. Oh, that's because there's funnel cake. Oh, uh -huh. funnel cake and, mm -hmm. and like powdered sugar. Right, okay. mm -hmm. and just that all the food that's terrible. Yeah, for you. all the all stuff the that that like stuff. is like instant diabetes, and um, it's all here <laughs> in one can. It is a sweet beer. It's mm -hmm. a very sweet beer. Sweet. I think the tanginess of the berries kind of make it drinkable for me. You know, it it's still a sweet beer. This is blueberry banana puffed whip. I mean. Imagine how good this would be in a milk as a like in a in a float. <laughs> I like here in, you know when when I read the the hop farm ingredients they gave me the hops. The ingredients for Hellworks are smoothie sour ale with blueberry, banana, marshmallow, natural flavors, and FDNC blue number one. <laughs> oh boy! Whoops. Really? Yes. Whoops. Oh. 
So it works. You just Why? lost some points. Artificial color bros? Come on, man. I, I, I kind of dig that they're open about it. Like, that they're just like, yeah, this, this is a candy. We're making this like a, a candy that, that you recognize from a, as a kid. We're actually putting in the cheap color to, to make it that. And we're upfront about it. That, that to me is fine. Jeff is now grabbing it. This is this is the nice thing about this new studio. It's <laughs> right next to the fridge. What do we have here? So Before this come back. This is from Grist House. And Jeff had to close the the cupboard <laughs> because that was just you know, I get it. Because she had like I think that's the same thing as when I see a stray mark on a chalkboard. Mm-hmm. It just it grates at my soul. I have not been able to concentrate mm-hmm. on this show because mm-hmm. that cabinet door was. And, and to give you another one, there is on on Jeff on your mic. There is oh. one loop that's not in there, and <laughs> it's just oh ooh, but. All right, there we go. Everything is fine with the world now. Um, so this is from Grist House which is a local brewery here. Dark Twister Vanilla Porter. Uh, this was just one of the things that was in uh, the the place that I go to and it was fresh. So I was like, okay. And it wasn't a hazy. And I was like, okay. Because <laughs> they, have, they have a lot of hazies. You knew that we'd have plenty of those here. Well, I, I knew that you'd have plenty of those and you have really good ones. So it was like, what you know? Yep. what are the chances they're going to find them? Mm-hmm. Another really great one. Cooper. So he wants to be a star. <laughs> uh, this is a porter brewed with Ugandan vanilla beans, and it has a QR code for all you robots out there. Ooh. So I'm gonna go attend for that canning date. Sure. Just... So the QR code is scanned for canning date in Beerfax. Mm. So let me do. They got you with the uh, useful information. All right. Uh, okay, it's pulling up my phone. And it says, Dark Twister, uh, canned uh, March 3rd. It's pretty fresh. That's very fresh. Give yourself a rinse. Yes, I'm going to have to rinse uh, my glass because don't want to get a lot of marshmallow fluff into this. It's going to affect the... Flavor of the vanilla porter. What else is on here? They say it's uh, dark malts and Ugandan vanilla beans along with descriptors that I'm not going to read because... Uganda? Uganda, right. Just just like in Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon. <laughs> that's, another, that's another thing I, that I turned Wait. Shannon on to. Didn't we listen to that driving to or from Florida on yeah. one of our trips? Yeah. 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 I mean, the whole play is great. Oh. Well, we'll see if Cooper gets going to be quieter. <laughs> Sorry. That's Cooper. Everyone. That's our mascot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, how long? Two years now, right? Two years. We've had yeah. Cooper for two years. He's a heck of a dog, except that he has this very strong drive to chase deer and stuff. So. He was in the backyard with me the other day, and I had him on his um, 
shock collar. And I was able, I was trying to recall him before he even left the yard. Mm -hmm. And he's like, worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Like he's getting like maximum zaps and he's in the woods screaming. And I let off to see if he'd come back and he just goes the other way. He's like, worth it. Mm. Just drive to chase deer. So it's kind of, he's such an obedient dog. He's such a great dog. And I'm like, if he could only be obedient enough that like we go hiking in the woods and right. have him off right. leash. Off leash. Yeah. I mean, he's hikes in the woods. Yeah. Great now. But I mean, that was proof. I yeah. He was in our yard and decided that the pain was worth the chase. So. So this is a very dark beer. It's. Um, Close to black, but not quite there. It, it's you know really dark toffee brown. Um, the aroma, definitely vanilla. I mean, coming right off it. For sure. Everyone's waving at something yeah. I can't see. We're back to the door. Tori, I think, I think leaving. Yes. Yeah. Bye, Tori. <laughs> This has a bit of a. It's Doria Shannon's daughter, by the way, for everybody who's curious. Oh yes, it, and, it, and her fiance. And her fiance, um, Kyle. Kyle, thank you. And yeah. and Toria is where you got your pets from. Yes, yes. But let's talk about the beer, and then we'll talk about my pets. Yeah. So yeah. I this tastes almost like a like a. Um, a, a <laughs> that's, that's that's Jeff me. Tasty. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Cooper Zitz. Zitz. This is his word for stop. Sit. Sit. Yeah. Sit. Um, this reminds me a lot of like a vanilla coffee, like drink, like cold brew or something like that. You know, like coffee. There's the, a lot the, of coffee. The dark malt. Yeah. It's it's not like a coffee flavored beer. Mm-hmm. It's just no. the dark malts from the beer that mixed with the vanilla taste like yeah. Um, you know, like a, a vanilla mocha or whatever and they're called. Vanilla, I think, is, is used pretty Vanilla bean ni- frappuccino. Right, yeah, that, that's what they I think the vanilla here is used pretty nice because I don't feel overpowered by it, but I definitely taste it. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't feel candy-like, what you can get. It doesn't feel artificial. Mm-hmm. But... No, it, it definitely has... That's a really good point. It doesn't taste plasticky, candy, mm-hmm. or artificial. It tastes... Like Ugandan vanilla beans, <laughs> but it, it it's it's a different thing altogether from what we had before. So there's a little bit of like palate clash. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So like the bitterness in this one is 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 hitting I think stronger than it normally would. Those first sips definitely. Yeah. Now. Yeah. So my pets. So uh, I. Um, yeah, I live alone and I didn't want a dog because that's a lot of work. And while I love cats, I'm allergic to cats. So what I started to get into was looking at reptiles. And I was really curious about, in particular, uh, a ball python, which is, uh, well, I mean, it depends on how you want to look at it, but it's, 
in terms of snakes, it's not the largest snake in the world, but in terms of what pets, you know, it's like it can get to be five feet, right? So it's a yeah. relatively large snake, but it's it's a very docile snake. It's, it, it's one that is is often called like a movie snake in the sense that it'll just hang out with you while you watch a movie. Uh, and so I was going in that direction, and that was actually the the first time that I uh, that Jeff and I hung out since you know after the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. And I came over and I was talking to Jeff about that, and Jeff was like, "Well, Tori, who is Jeff's daughter, Tori has a bunch of reptiles because I because I hadn't even I haven't even touched a, a snake. It was mm-hmm. just stuff that yeah. I was like reading about and watching videos on and and educating myself about." And I think she was upwards of almost 30 reptiles at that time. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> she, so it, instead of bringing out a snake, she brings out the leopard gecko, which is really small lizard, about four inches. Um, and I fell in love right away. This was, uh, this, this little guy was just curious and not at all aggressive and just play uh, you know playful and i should point out very dumb they are not yes. smart animals um but it was like yes this is this is perfect this is exactly what i want and so i like i pretty much said uh, how much i was just like yeah, yeah this is this is perfect that it turned out that um this uh, leopard gecko, who I've named Penrose, she is a uh, she's got a little bit of a genetic issue, so she's got like this little a uh, little bit of a handicap, but that almost makes her cuter. I have to hand feed her, <laughs> but that almost makes her cuter. She spins around a bit, um, <laughs> but she is adorable and she is the most precious thing. And she will she is not aggressive at all. Like I can hand her to anybody. Like what the first thing you ask when some when when you are handing somebody a reptile. The first thing anybody asks is, "Will it bite me?" Mm-hmm. Because I think that's sort of the—it's just a general thing that people are aware of reptiles bite. The answer for Penrose is no. At the at the vet, the vet had a hard time getting her to, to open her mouth. <laughs> she is she is not a biter. The only time I've gotten her to bite me is when I'm feeding her directly with my hands and she misses because she's got a balance issue. <laughs> and then it's it's the cutest thing because it doesn't hurt it doesn't even break the skin it's just like it, it feels like a, a a light pair of pliers and it's so it's it's just adorable as opposed to being like scary or anything uh there are i've heard of people who have leopard geckos that bite and you know that that are uh mean this is not one. This is one of the nicest yeah. uh, uh, pets you could ever have. So Penrose is a joy. And Penrose has a penthouse suite. Well, Penrose her. actually has the lower suite because I don't because she is she's close to the ground because she likes to just walk off of things. So if I bring her out, <laughs> she'll like to walk walk off my hand, and so I want her close to the ground because she doesn't have any sense of balance or anything like that, <laughs> or sense at all. No, no, she really she has you know the the joke among leopard gecko keepers is they all all leopard geckos in the world share one brain cell. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're 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 very dumb animals. You're not going to get them to do tricks or anything, but they are adorable and they walk like little dinosaurs. They're 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 great. So, um, I was it a couple months ago? 
probably yeah. right before Christmas. Yeah, uh, Tori. Well, I, I've been keeping Tori up with how I've been treating Penrose, and she was really happy with how I've been treating Penrose, and she has um, had to move because of her situation with college and stuff like that, and uh, her fiance Kyle, and mm-hmm. they're all working together, so she has to give away a lot of reptiles, and. She knew that I at one point wanted a ball python, and that she really loved. This is her first reptile she got. Which her was first Gwazi. snake. Her first was, snake, which was, was Gwazi. Gwazi. Yes, named after the roller coaster in Tampa, Bush Gardens. But oh, I, she I, likes to claim almost killed her. So <laughs> why not name her first snake as something that would almost kill her? So this is a spotted python. About three feet long, but a really small snake about the width of my thumb. Mm-hmm. So, like, a, what is that, like half an inch? Yeah, I mean, if you wanted to, if somebody wanted to, I'd say the width of a nickel, the circumference of a nickel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I, so I was like, hmm, well, okay, let me meet the snake. And so I came up and hung out with Quasi for a couple of hours and Quasi was awesome. You know, just hanging out with me, just doing doing the movie snake thing, which is what I wanted anyway you know, at the beginning. So I was like, yeah, I'll take Quasi. So Quasi has a larger uh, a larger terrarium than Penrose because Penrose doesn't she does climb a bit, but she'll also fall easily, so I really don't want her to climb that much. So, Quasi's in a mm, two foot by two foot by one and a half foot enclosure, I think that's what it is. Um, and with, like, vines and stuff so Quasi can climb. Uh, and Quasi has the penthouse suite as, as it works out and with the two. I have enough reptiles now, for sure. Well... And you missed a very important part of the piece, I think. When Which is, uh, I think you were leading towards it, and then maybe we, I misdirected you. But, anyways, mm-hmm. that was Tori's first snake. Right. And she's had Gwazi for quite a while and was extremely attached to Gwazi, but knew that she, you know, given all of the circumstances, she had to get rid of, of Gwazi. And... You want to talk about the text message that she sent you? <laughs> that, uh... It was it was very sweet, and it was like you know you're the only person who I would consider, and that was you know that that tugged my heart a little bit, and then and I still was like well I have to meet the snake first, but it was very much like because it was it wasn't in my plans to get another reptile, you know I just had Pedro's, but you know she asked me and and it was really sweet and also like. She want she liked the care that I provided, and that yeah. was like that's reinforcing too because that's you know that's my goal is is to have um, these animals you know thrive so that they're they're enjoying their life in captivity. And that's a huge compliment yeah. to you, and I wanted to make sure that Thank that you. was put on air because yeah, she would have never offered that snake to yeah. anyone else. Greg's pets are spoiled AF. Oh, <laughs> he has cameras. Yeah, they, they, I, I can watch and look at them so live. 
Penrose is, is, is very funny right now because Penrose is looking for a man. She's not going to find one, but she's looking. <laughs> and so she's been very active. And she's normally not active during the day, but she's been just running around. I'm, I'm curious if she's uh, running around right now, but I don't see her. So you all can't see this. I can see that she's actually, actually in her in her humid hide. It's hard to see, but you mm-hmm. can see her sort of bulbous tail sticking out of the humid hide there. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, so yeah, Penrose, and then I can go switch to Gwazi and Gwazi has been a little bit, so what, so after I got Gwazi, he was great for a while and then he got a little grumpy (laughs) and, uh, started to bite a bit. And it's kind of funny because it's a small snake. I mean, the bites from Gwazi, the pain point is less than you know a shallow dog bite or a, or a cat bite like it, it's nothing it's a pinprick you, or maybe... you, you feel it but it's more yeah. that it, it's not a fun experience getting bit as opposed to oh this hurts mm-hmm. once it's done it's done and it doesn't really hurt at all but it's just like you're more like come on man as opposed to oh i need to get this off but guasi was for a while <laughs> Uh, uh, kind of a, kind of just not wanting it, and really, yeah. really uh, biting more more often than not, and but it also seemed to be more of a hunger thing, because it wasn't a quick bite like if it was a defensive thing. It was just you bite and latch on and start to spin. Mm-hmm. So so I think part of it was he was not used to the situation, not used to my smells and all that stuff. Exactly. He he needed to get used to his new surroundings. Right. And also just like maybe a little hungry. I mean, I would, he's got a new food source. You know, I'm feeding him off different mice now. Um, frozen thawed, if you're curious. Mm-hmm. They're, they're pre-frozen. You just thaw them out and yeah. Yeah. give them to him. Um, for those of you who, who are listening who have never heard of somebody holding a snake. Um, but as opposed to Penrose who eats live insects, which is, I should point out, cute as hell. There's something about... Eating a cricket. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like, you that would look, think... That look of satisfaction on their face when they have that cricket hanging out of their uh-huh. mouth. And they're like, oh. And, and, mm. just, and, and the way leopard geckos sort of like, they, they sort of zone in and they sort of... Then pounce and just grab it, and then like chop, 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 chop. It's the cutest thing in the world. <laughs> sounds kind of sick. Yeah, it's, it sounds gross, one, but if you, if you watch it, you you would understand. You'd think, okay, yeah. that's cute. As opposed to Guazi eating a mouse is not the most pleasant thing in the world. You didn't find it pleasant. I I mean it it's and it doesn't look as cute. I found it fascinating. It's fascinating. I agree. It's fascinating. Yeah, and I'm not like against it or like. In, like I'm not like disgusted by it, but I am. But it, I, I do recognize it's not as cute. Yeah, yeah, it's not as cute as as, as a wriggling little like a, uh, a mealworm or something. Guazi looks like Guazi just recently shed, so I think he's still just kind of resting. Yeah, um, he has to recover. But yeah, I do have cameras on both of them, so. With, with the motion sensors, so, so, I, so it records, and then I can just watch and make sure everything's fine with them. That's really good, considering you have a work-from-home job. 
I just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's true, right? I'm they're sarcastic. right there. They're, they're, no, but it's true. They're right there with, you know, in, in the same room as I work. But I also feel like I want to make sure that they're, that they're okay. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a workshop coming up. I'm going to be gone for five days. That's the advantage of reptiles. Leaving, I can re- leave reptiles alone for five days. They'll be fine. As long as they have water, they'll be fine. Mm. Um, but I do, I did, you know, give a key to Jeff and I give a key to another one of my friends, Damien, just in case, so that if something happens, but uh, I'm sure nothing will. I mean, well, I'm sure we could resuscitate either one of them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've sort of made the decision, like, so, so both of these animals can live like 20 years. Now, they're both adults, so I think Penrose is now maybe three. Yeah, and Glossy's probably five. Right. Um, but I've made the decision, like, I'm never not going to have a leopard gecko. They're, they're too they're too cool. And they're really easy. Yeah. They're super easy to, to keep, and they're just adorable to have around. I think, like, if you're looking for a pet for your kid, a leopard gecko's a great choice, as long as they're old enough to not, like... Cause the, the, only, the only problem with a leopard gecko is that they can be crushed, like... Easily. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to handle them a ton, right? right? So that's like we were actually looking at getting Allie a leopard gecko, mm-hmm. and she was a little too young at the time, and would have wanted to handle it too much, right? So, yeah. Uh, a bearded dragon yes. is much better for handling, yes. mm-hmm. but. Their you poops are—they're big and they smell. Their poops are awful. Yeah, you've got to have a really strong stomach. Mm-hmm. When... And they eat all the time. They're not like. And they are disgusting yeah. eaters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my sister-in-law and my brother have one, and they love it, and it's adorable. But we had um... one on. We were we were house sitting, babysitting mm-hmm. one for like two or three months, right? Mm-hmm. Or Tori was, or we were, I don't know. I but, think, yeah, we were probably more. <laughs> but yeah, cleaning out the the enclosure after it poops. Ugh. Ugh, no, yeah, it's, no it's, bueno. it's really nice with both Quasi and and Penrose. They, their, their poops are just like little pellets. And they dry up real quickly and you just grab them and take them out. Yeah. And then wash your hands. It, it, there, there's no problem. Um... So yeah, the the other I think the easiest reptile if if you if you were looking for it the, probably the easiest is a crested gecko, because yet you need a more human enclosure, um, but they they eat a powdered diet. Like you don't even need live insects for them. You just take some powder, mix it with water, and and you give it to them. Now they they it's good to give them an insect every you know every week or so, but they don't. They don't need it. So, like, that's, like, the easiest, easiest reptile. But yeah. um, one thing about crested geckos that, that I don't like is just I, you have to keep their humidity up. So you got to have, like, a mister, if, unless you, or you have to spray them every day. Uh, and, eh, that was more, yeah. I, I like the more arid climate that the, that, um, that Penrose enjoys. So, you know, Shannon and our favorite whiskey that we brought back is this one over here in the four rows of small batch select. Mm-hmm. But we also just have four rows of small batch. So I kind of want to do small pours so you can kind of taste okay. the difference between the two. Let's see which one you like more. 
I'm I'm all for it. Also, I like turtles. Turtles. <laughs> Grab me your uh, Glen Claren glass over there, Greg. That's not a small pour. I'm sorry. It's small no, enough. That's I'm not for complaining. You, that's a, for you, that's a small pour. I'm not complaining. I'm just <laughs> making an observation. So I do want to point out, Probably. you know, my, my credit to the chef today, uh, even though you weren't a huge fan of it just because of the meat, we had lamb chops today uh, that Jeff made, and they, I thought that they were delicious. I thought they were really, really good. The preparation not, was good. The meat yeah, itself was not. The, <laughs> the, the, yeah. the gaminess is mm-hmm. just something that is a little harder for yeah. me to. Yeah. To I wonder if, like, past. the mint kind of the way you do lamb with mint, I wonder if that hides the well, gamey more than. Because I did a rosemary and garlic yeah. kind of feature yeah. on mine. Yeah. I, and I thought we were going to have the mint, which is, it definitely makes a difference. Yeah. yeah. I. I I, it didn't come like right up as an option, so I went with the the rosemary. I Sorry. see. You see. I see. That's code work for I'm judging what you just said. But but was I judging? Like I, I recently, <laughs> not recently, but within like, the last years, I remember getting a duck, and it was way gamier than I expected, and it was okay. But I had made better duck stuff before. I stopped ordering duck at like the Vietnamese and Thai Thai places and Chinese places. Does like, it feel like does it feel like they've gotten worse? It has. Like it hasn't yeah. been delicious in years. Yeah. I stopped ordering duck. Um, and even the duck fat was gamey. Like usually duck fat is such a wonderful fat, you know, to render and use, but it was like even that still had like large gamey notes, like this metallic bit. And it was just like not good. Now, I think the highlight of dinner, though, was the mashed potatoes. I made, oh, yeah. I made celery root mashed potatoes. They yeah. turned out really creamy, really delicious. Amazing. Thank you. If anybody's listening, you should just email him and ask him for yeah. the recipe. It's not much of a recipe. Well, it's, it's so more. this bourbon is, again, four roses. Mm-hmm. Select. Yeah, the barrel select. I don't... They come with a neck tag. Normally, uh, did they come with neck tags? That's the small batch, and, yeah. and, and the, yeah. this is a small batch. Yeah. So, so, so four roses is neat they because they a thousand miles. Yeah, four roses are neat. Got these at Sam's Club in Florida for like a ridiculous price. Twenty six dollars in Pennsylvania. Thirty. Oh god, yeah. To Forty. Yeah. 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 So anyway, so she bought two of these ones home. That one's from Kentucky. Um, the, the the one this point, is for the one pointing to the small batch select. Small batch select. Yeah. And that was probably $60 in Kentucky or something like that. Um, but this small batch, they have a couple different uh, grain bills. And then they have a couple different barrel treatments. So, like, it comes with a neck tag that has a code on it. And a code that has a key also. But it has a code telling you, like, which mm-hmm. small batch you're tasting. We unfortunately, don't have that information. Oh, I cleaned today and I accidentally threw it in the trash. It's okay. I wasn't thinking. How dare I know. I wasn't thinking. So this this it's it smells it like there's not as much of a of a burn on it. Mm-hmm. It's a very very smooth. The the colors again it, it's it's that kind of woody toffee mm-hmm. color. Yeah, so this one is a 90 proof 45 APV. And the Eagle Rare was from Buffalo Trace. Mm-hmm. That same thing, 45. Okay. 
So, same proof. Buttery. Much smoother. Oh, you, yeah. Uh, see, I'm still nosing it, but I, I'm nosing buttery. And I'm, you know. So this one, too, has a little bit of rye to it. Yes, but there, there's spiciness lot, in there. But it's cut, there's a lot more wheat in there as well. Kind of that smooth, velvety type on the mid-palate there is what I'd attribute to the wheat in the grain. Uh, so bourbon, right, is at least 51% corn. Mm -hmm. And then the other 49% you can do with as you please. Barley is a big part of that. So you get the enzymatic action, right, just like... When we're talking about uh, the stuff that turns the stuff into sugar. Yeah. So just like when you're doing beer, right? Mm -hmm. You can't have too little barley or your stuff won't mash out right, right? So um, barley is usually a big part of that. And then rye and wheat are the other variables you can play with. So it could be 51% corn, 49% barley, right? And that's um, just like straight. Or it could be 60% corn, but it has to be at least 51%. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Oh, absolutely. And then, you know, but it could be like just enough barley to get the, the enzymatic action you need. It can't be too Zero. it can't be too small a barley because wheat and rye don't have the enzymes. Unless to, I mean I'm sure that now chemically you could probably add them. Probably could. Uh but you know, there's an all whatever and I don't know what the minimum percentage of barley is necessary, but you can have ones that are that the third ingredient is mostly wheat or mostly rye mm -hmm. or barley dominates the other portion. So are kind of the three ways it can go. And then we talked about barrels. Um, so it's a really nice and smooth. Um, it reminds me of, I got this McKellen like box set of like mm -hmm. four small ones. And one of them was, I forget which one it was, but it was, super smooth and I got another another big bottle of that one because it was just it was so nice and smooth and there was nothing mm -hmm. there was like no burn at all this is a little bit of burn but there was no burn on that yeah. one I'm getting a lot of cinnamon on this one and my palate just isn't tuned okay um, so I'm getting a little bit of caramel but a lot of cinnamon and then it's kind of softer like there's a bigger wheat Part to the bill. All that I, sounds right. But I still think there's a little rye in there. Give me a little spice at the end. There's a sweeter aftertaste. I think that the the Eagle Rare had more of a toffee mm -hmm. thing going on. This has more of a honey. Yeah. The sweetness. wheat will give you a sweeter finish. But yeah. Seeing this at Sam's Club for 30 bucks or 26 bucks or whatever. <laughs> Like, so she it's, brought. It's amazing to think about. You can now buy stuff at Sam's Club. Right? Like you could, like remember when you only had to get liquor through the. Like, the well, you can't get it here in Florida. Oh, in Florida, Sam's okay. So oh, she, you must be talking about Sam's. Yeah. And how I can buy alcohol. Yeah, sorry, anywhere. Shannon had to had to uh, partake briefly. Yes. So to exit for a moment, but I am back. And yes, she 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 had to. <laughs> All right, so then this this four roses small batch left is on tight allocation here at the Bear household. Mm. So sort of like Utopias, yes, right. I mean Utopias. You remember last time we had Utopias? Mm -hmm. I, I don't think we have any left, right? They're gone. They're, no, they're gone. 
So this isn't the most expensive whiskey we brought back, but this is the best whiskey we brought back. Okay, now I'm... And I'm still drinking. Yeah. You live here. You can get any time you want. Fill me up. (laughs) (laughs) But that bottle is half empty. Yeah. We just have to go back to Kentucky. Well, you know, we are going to be going back here soon to Florida, so we have to make a trip back home, and we'll just detour over there westward a little bit. It's funny. One of the things I used to do way back um, when we were still doing the show uh, was that when I would go, like, to Arizona, or if I had various trips, I would get grab some beers and bring them back because it was hard to get <laughs> stuff from out of town. And and there was lots of stuff that was different and new. Now it feels like that would just be overkill in terms of at least beer, right? I mean, what am I yeah. going to get that's going to be that different? Yeah, I mean, it's part of the reason why we didn't feel the drive to mm-hmm. like get the show going again. Like, like you know, just it's ever beers everywhere now. And, and it wasn't when we when we so said, I had a realization just yesterday. Went to a place that had a good beer selection, right? I had Zombie Dust. Three Floyds is here in Pittsburgh now, mm-hmm. so you, I had Zombie Dust. And then Shannon had um, Brew Gentleman. Mm-hmm. And I had Wings. And I asked, you know, for some hot sauce or something. And it was, do you want Frank's or House Hot Sauce? Their House Hot Sauce was Frank's with red pepper flakes. <laughs> uh, there might have been something else. But you might have taste been it, something right? else. Yeah. Maybe ketchup. I don't know. Water. <laughs> but it. But it's truffles. <laughs> but it's the realization I had is that like hot sauce right now is where craft beer was twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like like these places just think, oh, we just need to get Tabasco, and everyone will be happy. You well, know? hot sauce does have like a a. Hmm, what am I looking for? A very there's a strong sort of entertainment thing with hot ones, right? And it's having a moment. It's having a moment, yeah. Yeah. And like, I, I don't know if you watch hot ones. If you don't, listeners, you should, because it it's a it's a great, it's a really fantastic interview show where where the guy who does it is really good because he really digs deep into these. They always like to a, to a person. Everyone's like. <laughs> Who does your research? <laughs> and you also get this this um, sort of exponential ramp. It's not a steady ramp. It's much more exponential mm-hmm. so that people get lured into a state of like, oh, this is going to be fine. And then it, it really turns up and you get very real reactions from people. Yeah. So it's, it's a, I mean, it's a wonderful idea for a show. And for... And for fundraising. Fundraising. Last two years, October's our fundraising week mm-hmm. at our month at work. And the last two years I hosted a hot ones. We. Come we. On. Okay, I'm we. sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> you made me be the yeah. MC this Jeff year. Jeff taking I all did. the credit. No, I, I wanted no, her to be the MC right. and she made me do it. So I did. um but we hope we raised nine thousand dollars this year. Yeah, or was it, it more was, than that? It was I think it it went over 10 grand but i can't maybe it was because so this was like out of like an audience of like 200 people raised Mm -hmm. over ten thousand dollars wow we raised the largest amount who did you interview any of the fundraisers well well, we we did a more we had like the leadership of of 
the site there. Mm-hmm. So there was like six or seven people, and I was the MC. So I put together this year. I put together Sean Evans type questions, but they had to be kind of you know safer work mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I made a couple silly ones, like questions like. Um, if you could be anywhere in the world, where would you be? Mm-hmm. You know, stuff you can ask your boss. But then they um, had pictures. I had silly ones. Like, like yeah, certain reaction photos. Like, like what was Ron saying here? And it was like the CEO of the company that was acquired mm-hmm. back in the day, like with a vacuum cleaner. You know, like as he was sweeping up some right. broken glass or something. And, um, you know, and then like found a picture of me and Damien and a bunch of people playing golf and we we're all wearing cargo shorts. Like, wh- like, what do these guys have in their pockets? Mm-hmm. You know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> it was so, a lot of fun and we raised a lot of money and um, we'll be continuing again. This yeah, year. I was debating whether it needed to be put on the shelf, but we made it like twice as much money as the year before. So like, I just got to keep, keep it going. Got to yeah. try to figure out how to make the audience bigger. More, if I get more company employees, you know, I work for a company of 140,000 people. If I can get more than 200 people interested in the thing, I can really make some money for charity. So now I'm a whip when it comes to hot sauce, I can deal with moderately spicy, and that to me is way too much. Um, like the what's your opinion on the bomb? Um, I've never had the regular the bomb, really. I want to try what, it. So, what do we have? So, Heatnist, Heatnist.com right. in Brooklyn, New York, they sell the flight. But the Heatnist doesn't sell extract hot sauces. So, they don't sell the bomb in the flight. They partnered with the bomb people to make the beyond, um, the bomb evolution. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, it is, it is not quite the same, right? It, it's not gross. It, it's hot. It, it's, 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 it deserves to be a hot sauce where. The bomb apparently doesn't deserve to be a hot sauce. The bomb is. So I, I ordered that special like, as a gift for for uh, for Damien actually, um, our friend Damien, uh, and tried some like on a on a toothpick, mm-hmm. and it's just it hits your tongue and it's immediate boom, and it just grows, and it's just like this. It's immediately hot and it it it's pretty gross. It's just a sort of chemical hot taste. Uh, and it just grows and grows and grows. It doesn't let up. The Beyond Insanity or the Yeah, the, 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 the Beyond, Beyond Insanity. Insanity. Yeah. Okay. And it is... <laughs> it's of its own kind. Because I've also had like the other hot sauces, and they're they're really hot. Well, I used, to, I used to think that I liked Blair's Death Sauce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one Damien did the shot back of yeah. back in the day, mm-hmm. right? It was a sudden death, I believe, is what the one he did. It came I, with a keychain that had a skull on it. I used to think that was like good hot sauce, but it's another extract sauce, right? Yeah. And compared to the stuff that I have a drawer full of right over there, and it's, it's, it's Not shit. Just a drawer. You know, the stuff I have, which is like, it has distillates. It just doesn't have extracts. I don't. I'm not a chemist. I'm not sure why extracts are gross and distillates are good, but uh, have really hot stuff. Uh, I like the last app. Uh, the last app is so, searingly hot. Uh, but it has I, a lot I've of had flavor. It. I, yeah, it, that's the thing. It has flavor to it, and it also, you know, it peaks pretty quickly, and then it goes away. Yeah. If you had it, if people had it, so if you watch the hot ones, no one freaks out about last dab, yeah. even with the dab on top. And that's the way the, the flight is organized, I think. 
you know, you're kind of numbed out by then or something. It, well, it's, or it's because there's nothing worse than the bomb. The bomb is its own level, and re, and even though the other ones are technically hotter on a, like a Scoville scale, yeah. they're just not of the same quality. They they just they don't Disquality. linger. They don't build and build and build and keep building way past when you think it should be stopping. Um, they they don't just make you want to cry. Yeah, they they the bomb is just its own thing mm-hmm. and i think there's a reason why it, it's it's part of the structure of the show yeah that the bomb just stays there yeah. it, it, all the hot sauces change the bomb doesn't the bomb sticks in the eighth spot and it's always there to be like okay you think you think it's been bad here's this and, and it's also like that's the hill Mm-hmm. That's the top, that's the peak, and and everything from there is like okay that that's hotter immediately, but then it really goes away quickly. Mm-hmm. Whereas the bomb just sort of lingers and almost kills your taste buds to the point that you don't care. Yeah, I I um, I'll get you. I'll bring you some de bomb. I'll see if okay. I can get some and bring it to you. I put I put hot sauce on everything except for coffee. Well, she mentioned it the other day that I should try some hot coffee. Hot- it might work. It might. I, mean, I, I wouldn't be a like I, I even put I hot sauce. I have a blueberry ghost pepper. It's fantastic on peanut butter and jelly. I bet it's great on ice cream too. It's also great on breakfast burritos. Yeah, but black pepper is amazing on vanilla ice cream. Like it, totally fresh cracked black pepper, just wonderful. Hmm. All right, so the small batch barrel select. Yes, it is very smooth, smoother, has. Is it smoother? It is. It doesn't have any burn. Like the burn is way down. It doesn't have the spiciness at the end that the the other one did. So this one probably has very low rye to it. See, I think this one is spicier. Really? I do. I actually like the small batch more than I like the small batch. But I can see where that comes from. I think that there's. Huh. Mm-hmm. Let me let me give you another sip here. Every every day is a new adventure tasting uh, tasting mm-hmm. things for sure. I think the back of the throat may be spicy. Now, now that you're telling me that I am getting a little bit more rye up front. Yeah. Yeah. The the select is or the small batch is just very smooth. It's really easy on the palate. Mm-hmm. It just it bursts with flavors. And it doesn't leave any of that burning. On the end, we, we Shannon and I both really like Four Roses. We just had a bottle of single barrel that we mm-hmm. just polished mm-hmm. off. It's kind of our go to, reasonably priced, like want to taste whiskey, whiskey. You know, we have a bunch of other ones on the shelf in there, um, and it's a beautiful display that we have set up. But the Four Roses, I think, I guess we have to call it our favorite distillery. Absolutely. I, I mean, Definitely, yeah. If if we were going to a distillery to it's, it's not experience the... the distillery, then I would say Maker's Mark because yeah. it's just beautiful. You cannot beat the 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 views. The, yeah. the, but if you're going there for the actual whiskey, then 
Yeah, four ways is. You don't get it. You don't get to taste as much variety. At, so the whiskeys you can bring home, four roses. Mm-hmm. Going to the the best whiskey tasting experience, I would say is either Willet or Luxrow. Oh, Luxrow, because we got to have that tasting right mm-hmm. out of the barrel when we were in yeah. the. Yeah, but Willet was a fun tasting too. It was. So, you know, there's different, there's different ways to classify experiences. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, the TLDR is go to Frankfurt and Bardstown and go taste some whiskey. <laughs> For sure. Search your memories. How does this compare to Utopias? Utopias isn't as fiery as whiskey. Utopias has way more too. maple yeah. than, than this. Um. Before I was into bourbons, I think I would have liked Utopias better, you know? It's definitely, like, I think, a bridge, mm-hmm. right? Because it's it's not quite, like, what you're used to beer. It's not quite it's, the kind of burn you get from whiskey. It's bourbon-esque. Mm-hmm. It's whiskey-esque. It, it has heat to it, but it's not fiery. Right. The maple really carries through. The... The malts are bourbon-esque, you know, and it, it, the price point's crazy, though. I don't... Sorry, I'm posing. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out... I paused, I paused not because of what you were doing, but because of, like, all right, well, we've been blessed, and we've never had to buy a bottle of Utopias. We were gifted two different bottles of Utopias. That's true. I can't if i was paying 120 140 dollars for something it'd be bourbon easy i wouldn't buy you yes i mean like the 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 cost difference it's hard it's kind of hard to justify um unless you like yeah we got we got sent three bottles of utopias i was was it three it was it was definitely it was three because you got one for ali's birthday ali's birthday Ellie's birth. You got yeah. we got one, we got two others. I know we have three. Okay. Well, I just I can only place. Two maybe there were only two. Maybe there were only two. I, I don't know. I think there was two. The Cosmic Motherfunk Grand Crew. We got a couple times. Yes, because that, that, we right. asked for it. <laughs> which, which, I still think is one of my favorite beers of all time. Like I legit still mm-hmm. think that that just the way that. The bomb just keeps hitting you with hotness. That keeps hitting you with flavor. It just it kept like. Do you remember when I brought that? It was the last bottle we had. Those uh, copper mm-hmm. bottles. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's Utopias. No, I'm talking about the the Cosmic Weather Phone. Oh, oh. We had a. a it's a sour from Zan Adams. So mm-hmm. A beer that tastes like sweet tarts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it really it, it had so much to it, and it kept delivering different stuff like like i said before like the the beers that keep giving you new things when you drink it mm-hmm. that's to me the best thing you can get and it, it it like that's almost why like when you were like eagle rare people are gonna poo poo me well i mean i think one of the best beers ever made is a sam adams, adams beer yeah but legit it's a fantastic beer and i would challenge anybody to taste that beer and say it's not good. Mm-hmm. 
So before we go, a throwback. Have you seen the like the shuttering of Platform Beer Company? Um, beer no. news. Beer news stuff. Ooh, yeah. beer An- news. Anheuser. <laughs> Do you have a sound clip for it? Um, Just play whatever. This one's good. This is perfect because Platform was bought by Anheuser-Busch about two years ago. Oh, really? And uh, Anheuser-Busch is tightening their belts now in this uh, shrinking economy. And uh, there's blood everywhere. There's blood in the water. They're slashing. They're slashing. Surprise, motherfucker. (laughs) You mean this one? Surprise, motherfucker. (laughs) Uh, so they've. And here I thought I was supposed to be swear. rated PG thirteen. We normally don't oh, swear in the main. Fuck no! Don't. No, we try to keep it down a little bit, not gratuitous. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so they've been laying off people. They shut. So platform. Remember platform beer? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So My they bought first. them a couple years ago. Yeah. The 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 Prantles almond tort beer was one of the things. That, she. No. <laughs> oh yeah, that was literally the first time that I tasted a craft beer. Mm. No, was, I, I, that I, was I, the first time you tasted like a dessert, like crazy. Because you had craft beer. No, that. I didn't. Unless you, you want to consider you taste at that ultra. That, no, or... no, at that poker tournament, I had you taste some. Oh, you tasted some stuff. okay, maybe. But I like, but some... you weren't like in the mind space. For no, that, right? no, I but had we no went, idea, we went to, like... we went to a place that had the the platform. They did a collaboration with a bakery here in Pittsburgh, Prantles. And they did an almond tort, and she tasted it. And it was at first like, it was like the blueberry thing, right? Mm-hmm. It was like the first like, oh my god, beer can taste like dessert, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. And, yeah. And she went cuckoo crazy about it. Um, and then I thought, oh. I don't have cuckoo for Cocktail yeah. Puffs on here. I'm so sorry. anyway, <laughs> Anheuser-Busch has totally shut down print or uh, platform. There's been huge layoffs at like all of their things. There's an article. Um, oh, I wish I could remember who wrote it. Just wrote an article like the history of like Anheuser-Busch in craft beer. And and whatnot, and it, it really tracks. We we have a like we played we we were observers to part of that, mm-hmm. like direct observers to part of that. So yeah, that, that's a, it's, it's a it's a fun a fun bit of craft beer radio trivia. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh you know it's it's when you ah, when it's about the bottom line mm-hmm. and business has to be about the bottom line to some degree, but yep. when it's like such a big part of it. And you, you know, you take the cash from the big guys. And look, it's also the case that like, there's a brewery everywhere. Like, if the, the people, the brewers, they'll be able to find other jobs. The the people who are there, they'll be able to find it. Like, it's not like, oh my god, where yeah. am I going to find another job? I'm I'm a I'm a craft brewer. Yeah, you'll be able to find another job easy. Don't don't friggin' worry about it. Chat GPT isn't making brews. You're fine. <laughs> Although, give it a couple of years. Who knows? <laughs> I'll give you recipes real quick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's try that here in a minute. We, yeah. we definitely could. Yeah. Like, what? I'll, I have it right after. I have it. I have Let, it let's, let's not. No? Might do away with a lot of. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine if ChatGPT replaces us. Yes. <laughs> My job's going to be eliminated. No, no, it's a tool. It's a tool. Remember it's a tool. But what, what what am I looking for? I want a coconut pecan smoothie sour. I want a recipe for a coconut pecan 
smoothie sour craft beer. All right. I don't have it set up to like talk or anything, so I'm gonna have to read it. But let's see what it gives it. I'm sorry, but it's not possible to create a recipe for a coconut smoothie sour craft beer. This unusual combination of ingredients is not a typical beer style. <laughs> um, if you're interested in making a coconut pecan smoothie, I have a recipe. <laughs> Like, give, me, give me something that, that's Chat like a GPT style that exists because ChatGPT it only has what ask it about a cold IPA okay. what, what makes a cold IPA what is the difference between an IPA between an IPA and a cold IPA a cold IPA is a relatively relatively new style of beer that's emerged in recent years it's a bit different from a traditional IPA. Ooh, it's so it's like you can see the, the predictive text thing working. Mm-hmm. It's it's magic. This is not a mm-hmm. this is not a chat bot. This is a predictive text engine. Sure. Yeah, it's it's making blogs so you can get more yeah. Amazon ads. Um, Differences in brewing process: cold IPAs are brewed using technique. They're brewed using lagering. I'm I'm summarizing. Um, fermenting beer at lower temperatures. Uh, they have. Okay, it's 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 just you're lagering of an IPA. That that's what it is. I could read the whole thing, but it's wordy. Yeah, but you're lagering an IPA. Okay, lagering is you're cooling it. You're you're putting in cold temperatures, but it, it doesn't look like you're using actual like pistorius. You're not using um, Saccharomyces or pistorius. You're using yeah. you're still using Cerebica. Yeah, the um, the one thing about AI and these chat things, right, is how they're um, and I don't know whether this is correct or not. Right? Oh, right. Yeah. That's the thing. They're confident. Everything they give you is yes. confident. Yes. And that's... It's, it's like uh, it, it's like Ben Shapiro. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, any Ben Shapiro fans. But it's it's it, it's it's very confidently just spouting out whatever nonsense it comes to in its brain immediately. Uh, so, yeah. Jordan Peterson. <laughs> I'm oh, gonna get. I'm gonna flag for that. I don't care. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hit me with all you Jordan Peterson fans. Have you read his tweets? <laughs> all right. So what are we gonna do now? <laughs> What's next? Um, wrapping this shit. Well, I mean, I like turtles. There's that. What else do I have? Uh, um. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'll be. I, I, so I told you before, I never haven't looked at the download numbers, right? I'm gonna have to pay attention to the download numbers for this. One I'm just curious to see how many people. I'm are curious, but but here, let's do this. Thank you for listening to Craft Beer Radio. We will maybe be back. We'll see. We'll. Uh, We'll see if there's any interest at all, or if we have any interest. Because that's really uh, this was fun. I think we'll probably do this again, but it's <laughs> well, not going to be weekly. No, we're going to have to find out how many listeners we still have. Right? I mean, that doesn't matter. We didn't have any before. Even if it's zero, like it's still fun to do because this is Absolutely. fun. So, but He's shouting into the void. We definitely appreciate you if you're listening. Thank you so much. Um, you can you can still email us Jeff at graphpureradio.com, Greg at graphpureradio.com. I think that they're they're still active. Yeah, they're totally. I still have plenty of spam active. on them, so <laughs> definitely it's still active. Yeah, um, I don't really tweet much anymore. I don't tweet at all. I destroy. I, I got rid of my Twitter. Twitter. I'm glad um, I did. 
Yeah, I guess email's the way to get a hold of us. We're mm -hmm. just old and boring. Shannon, you don't have a uh, email address. I Not one that she wants to share on here. I can set up Shannon at craftbeerradio.com. You, you could if you really wanted to. I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was fun. We're still released under a Creative Commons license. Check out craftbeerradio.com yeah. for more information. Blah, 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 blah. Wow. Thanks so much for listening. If you, especially if you got this far. <laughs> the the secret word is uh, puff. I just puff. That, the name is puff. Yeah, so. I got it. I got it. Secret word is puff. Picking up what you're putting down. All right. Well, I guess we should just end this before like I don't know. <laughs>